sure I didn't get to take notes because I spent so much time after I finished the movie um, making my little audio studio. So, but I got <laughs> ideas. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I took notes. I didn't play the game as much. I've been playing the original Dark Souls, but not the not the third one. So, but I did watch like a a really great summary of the story, and I took notes on that. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I just... It's so... <laughs> no, go ahead. What? What? I was going to say, it's so weird not being able to see your face and do this. Oh. I, it's the same. I don't care. I, I never looked at your <laughs> face anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're too ugly. <laughs> well, it's. I think it's better because... I don't know. Maybe I can focus more because sometimes when we're <laughs> when we're in the room recording, I'll like just get lost kind of like, I don't know. I'm listening to you, but also like my brain, I'm like, Ooh, computer. And I start thinking about computers or something. <laughs> I feel like now that you're not here and I'm just literally in a wall of blanket, like I, I can't get distracted. I have to listen at this point. Yeah. Focus mode. Per perfect focus mode. Yep. Um, yeah. So we're recording not together today because uh <laughs> as you can already <laughs> tell by the terrible audio <laughs> yeah because of just circumstances we weren't able to get together this week uh so the next two episodes including this one so this episode and the next one there you go you'll be hearing us thank you you'll be hearing us <laughs> through discord we're talking through discord and possibly recording on our phones as well we'll just see how it goes um we're doing our best to continue content even though situations are not uh what's the word perfect that's, yeah. that's the word yeah <laughs> are not um, you know the what is the word it's not uh 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 oh i had it on the tip of my tongue for half a second i did too it's not um what's the oh, word it it's, it's oh. not um Oh, it's not predicted. It's not. What's the no, word? It's, it's not, not precedented. It's not. Um, I fuck. <laughs> oh God! And how do you look up what a word is from its definition? That never works. It doesn't. <laughs> it's like you—you you just gotta know it. Oh God! Oh, my brain hurts now. I can't. It does. <laughs> that sucks. It's it starts with an A, right? Uh, oh, I was thinking P. I could. I don't know. You think of P? Oh God, we're in two separate directions. Oh no! Oh no! Let's just quit <laughs> while we're ahead. <laughs> we'll never know what the word is, and it'll bother us until one of us blurts it out halfway through the episode. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Or when our friends listen to this episode, they'll text us and be like, "It was this. How did you not know it was this?" You're, you're such idiots. We'll be like, "We know. We know. We just have a podcast. We don't." <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird like because i'm recording on my phone and to, when i stop talking to not see any like little bubbles because the phone can't hear you because i have headphones in. yeah <laughs> it's weird i'm like oh no it's not getting anything oh wait i have headphones and then you shout out oh no it's not oh wait oh wait yeah i'll do that it multiple is. times <laughs> yeah. uh do you want to explain your setup that you created um, sure. So I am currently in the closet of a hotel room. I have an ironing board above me. It's one of those like portable ironing boards that you like 
shink and like the legs fall down and yeah wait wait how, how did you how to go shink <laughs> thank you continue you can definitely use that sound effect go ahead I, it's okay <laughs> um and then i put a comforter on top over the ironing board and then i put a blanket over top of the comforter and then i filled the closet with a bunch of like clothes that i brought i put them on hangers and then i am sitting underneath the ironing board and blanket so it is very hot in here. <laughs> I am inside of a closet in my brother's apartment. I've been staying with him for the summer and I've been living in this closet. So this closet has my mattress and it's got a little bit of clothes and just bedding for the mattress. And uh, that's it. It's but to be fair, it is a pretty big closet. I was going to say, if there's a bed, it, it's a pretty big... It's not this little rinky-dink closet that I'm in. I can't no, put my legs not. straight, Taylor. I can't either because of the way that I'm sitting, but I could. <laughs> well, actually, no, I can't because I don't fit on the bed. Oh, no. It's the best. It's, it is... I think it's a full-sized, um, but I'm just too tall for it. Like, barely. Like a full-sized bed? too tall. Yeah. I have a full-size bed. God, what the, what the... Are you fucking giant? What the... I'm six foot. Yeah, that classifies giant, I think. Yeah, I think that classifies. I mean, anything over 5'11 is tall to women. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anything above 5'5 five five is tall for women. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Listen... Oh God, it's it's already hot in here, but I came prepared. I have my little water bottles. One is hot and one is cold. And then I brought some food because I haven't eaten since like one. And it's currently 617. <laughs> nice. Great. I, I like the idea of you just having like a shit ton of like tiny little to go water bottles. Just yeah. Like all different, <laughs> all different temperatures all around you. You it's should just take- like a video of like your setup and where you are because I already took a video of mine and we need to put them up on the Instagram for this post perfect that's great that works I'll do that as soon as we're done okay or maybe in between uh yeah do you wanna this is media for the intellectually impoverished (laughs) I'm Taylor I'm Randy and this is the podcast that and which is your mediocre lives all right. I didn't so know this what you wanted me to do there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I thought it in my brain. I was like, why does it feel wrong to ask you to intro? And I was like, oh, it's because I always intro. Because you always do. Um, but this is a special occasion. We're in closets. <laughs> yeah, we're in closets, which means the women gets to take the lead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, this week we're talking about uh, fantasy. Fantasy as a genre. So I'm pretty excited to talk about it because... Ever since I was a kid, I like I loved fantasy worlds and stuff like that. See, I haven't so. had much exposure to like. Oh, I can cut you off so easily now because I can't see you. So I'm just gonna start talking, and it's gonna be great. I don't have to sit through so much bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have I don't have much experience with like fantasy. I guess I do, in like a way, but not like the the fantasy that like people typically think about we'll get into a definition of fantasy and all of that in a second but this is going to be an interesting episode (laughs) yeah well uh 
I actually have a definition this week. Do you want? I I assumed so. Mm. You were taking the lead, so I assumed you had a definition. I do also have a definition pulled up. So, boom! I'm the smart guy. So, I mean, I have fantasy. Shut up. Okay. Fantasy is a genre that typically features the use of magic or other supernatural phenomena in the plot, setting, or theme. Magical or mythological creatures are often features as well as races other than humans, like elves, dwarves, and goblins. Um, And the worlds within fantasies are typically medieval style, which is what sets them apart from its, like, counterpart of science fiction. Mm Mm-hmm. So... That is. I also have that the they're definition. based typically based off of like myth and folklore. Yeah, you're smart. You're smart too. I'm, I'm smart. smart. I I have definitions too. <laughs> I have one thing to add. Well, you took all of the the stuff that I was going to talk about. I mean, I mean, not that I was going to talk about, but that I was going to say. Yeah. So. I, okay, God. For the longest time, when I was a kid, I would watch the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's just a channel that that puts up really bad B movies of oh, I love the B fiction. movie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. You like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it puts up really terrible B movies about like science fiction, and it's known. Most well known for its Sharknado series. Oh, I um, love Sharknado. They're great. Those movies are fun. Good times. They're good times. Um, they're not. Yeah, I wouldn't so, say great, but they are good times. They're they're good times. It's it's one of those things you want to enjoy with a bottle of scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But they they put out all these movies and and they're totally. My favorite part is that their tone is totally serious all the time, yeah. except for Sharknado. It's like once they realized that people thought it was stupid, then they were like, let's capitalize on the stupid. Yeah, let's lean into it. (laughs) All of that to say, I used to think sci-fi stood for science fantasy. So. Really? (laughs) Really? Listen, I I knew that sci-fi, like, like S-C-I-F-I was science fiction. Okay, I wasn't that dumb. Uh, But sci-fi, the the channel. (laughs) The channel sci-fi was C-S-C-Y-F-Y or S-C-I-F-Y. All I know is it had an F-Y and my brain yeah. was like fantasy. And I was, and so that's why I thought that, listen, I, j- okay. I was 12, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to be watching those movies anyway, so I would record yes. them. <laughs> uh, it was, it's great because I'd record them. And we had turned the garage into like a man cave, but it was just a really hot room with a TV. So I just sat in there and would record the movies in there and watch them. That was like my life from 10 to 13 was just watching sci-fi movies and playing the PlayStation 2. I see. Okay. But do you want to do your topic first or do you want me to do my topic? I was going to say you can do your topic first. I feel like I've gone first for a couple of episodes, but you're the one who edits them. So you probably know better than me. Um, I, I'll be honest. I have no idea. Wow. Okay. Well, you're going to go first because I don't think you've gone first in a while. But the other thing I was going to say, there is a big difference between 
science fiction and fantasy. I mean, science fiction has to do with, like, science (laughs) and actual, like, real-world, like, facts and, like, the possibility of, like, technology and where technology could go, while fantasy has basically no technology, like, modern technology whatsoever in it. (laughs) And it's just based on things that are fake. Yeah, just... uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's the exact opposite. Yeah. But I mean, there have Um, been, you can't have like science, like fantasy science fiction. Like I think Star Wars like classifies as like fantasy, like in quotation marks. But anyways, yeah. you you, Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has magic. The force is magic. (laughs) Yeah. The force is magic. This, This just in. Star Wars is a fantasy movie. And there's also like non-human species. Uh, I mean, we could make a case for why Star Wars is a fantasy movie. <laughs> we could. I'm not I don't doubt that at all. Um, but I am talking about the video game Dark Souls 3 released in 2016 by From Software. It is ridiculously difficult is how yeah. I read. <laughs> That's all. Have you played I- it? I have not played it, but I was watching, I was researching, and so um, I saw constantly people talking about how difficult the game was. Yeah, so the Dark Souls series, for anyone that doesn't know, is is known for its difficulty spikes, right? So there's no, like, at the beginning of some games, there will be, a, like, a difficulty chooser, like, easy, normal, hard, very hard, depending on how much of a pussy you are. Oh, God. <laughs> um... But Dark Souls has no difficulty slider, so the entire game is the same for everyone, every time you play it. No, Um, sir. No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) But what comes with that is this insane, like, learning curve and difficulty spike where all of the bosses are extremely hard, um, and the game is sort of designed to keep you dying and continuing, so... The, the the core mechanic of the game is y- you collect souls or, or money is is souls in this game <gasps> by whoa um, by killing enemies and stuff like that and then you spend your souls to level up. Well, you can't sort of like deposit your souls anywhere, so you just have them all the time. And if you die, then you lose all of your souls and all of that progress um, with a one chance to get from the last checkpoint to where you were, but if you die along the way, you lose those souls forever. But I thought you could use souls to, like, buy stuff and upgrade stuff. Mm-hmm. Souls is the main currency. So you level up with souls, you purchase things with souls, um, and that is the extent of it. <laughs> okay. But uh, that entails a lot, though, because the only way to get stronger is to go out and fight other people and get souls and grind and come back and use those souls to level up. Um, and so it's the ability to go out, grind, to get those souls, and make it back is what makes the game so difficult I get and, it and now. Because I was thinking, well, it's, if it's currency, like, just, like, like buy what you need, but you but you have to go out and, like, if so can see something's, like, seven souls, and you have to go out and, like, you only have, like, six souls, and you're trying to get that last one, and then you die, and you lost all. I get it now, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was and like, that sounds easy, but I get it <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it now. Um, but the game is very, very well designed because it's got a, a super, I wouldn't say intuitive. Well, I guess the, the combat system is intuitive. 
but the way that it's intuitive is difficult, I guess. So, I mean, you just have two weapon slots. You have a left arm and a right arm, and your left arm is typically like a shield or something, and then your right arm, your sword, um, and then you have the ability to run and dodge and obviously attack and block. So th it's not like the system itself is hard. What makes the game hard is all of the, the different types of enemies and the way that they group those enemies in the map um, is made to sort of be difficult. So I'm playing um, Dark Souls 1 right now, and I'm in this area where they just have like one guy, one really weak guy, and you go and you chase after this weak guy, and he runs away, and then like 20 of them come out from the shadows and just beat you and they just kick you and it's evil, and then you die. Um, My goodness. Sounds awful. <laughs> it is, especially <laughs> the first time you see it, and you're like, what's going on? It's like, oh, why is he running? Because no other enemy has run away. And then you're like, oh, it's a trap. It's a, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, what makes it fantasy is that it's set in a medieval-style world. There you go. Right? Back on track. Back on track. Uh, is it set in this medieval-style world? So Dark Souls 3 is... Obviously, the culmination of, of both one and two, because that's how the, the third one works. The stories really? themselves are... Ex yes, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought the third one was, like, completely, like, different, like, different thing. game. Yeah. You know, some people do that, okay? Okay. The, the, the story behind Dark Souls has always been sort of convoluted, and it's very much, like, you have to look into every single piece of the game to sort of barely piece together a story because it's not outright told. The game doesn't have much in the way of dialogue or narrative. It's very much you go and you get sort of like a, a quest and the quest in the games is to link these bonfires together uh, to slow the spread of this curse called hollowing, which um, makes people sort of lose their minds and lose their souls and become sort of just hollow shells of what they were that are like crazed. And so what linking the, uh, the bonfires do and linking all these fires together, um, that's the job of this, the, the Lord, right? The Lord, you're called a Lord of Cinder. Okay. You go and you, and you link together these fires. That's your job. And then once you've linked them all together, um, the curse is slowed for a while. It never goes away. But it's slowed for a while, allowing the world to kind of come back together. So in 1 and 2, you're a Lord of Cinder, and you have to go and link the fires together. But in 3, um, the most recent Lord of Cinder, his name is Lothric, um, has not ascended. He's not linked the shrines together. He hasn't linked any of the bonfires. And he doesn't want to. <gasps> so what he did was he is basically allowing the curse to kill everyone out. Um, and while that's happening, the fires are dying until uh, the only ember left is this one small ember, small fire on the original bonfire. Uh, as a last-ditch effort, someone rings this great bell that awakens the Lords of Cinder of the past and you, the newest Lord of Cinder. Oh, Okay. So your quest, because all of the old Lords of Cinder have died out from hollowing, is to go and gather their souls and put them to use 
to restore all of the fires again and to once again slow the hollowing. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. It is so deep that even that just that story is very deeply rooted inside of like the main story. It's it because like I said, there's no like narrative guide mm-hmm. um, because the game just sort of allows you to explore its world and then you sort of stumble upon these bosses or these areas if you really don't know where you're going. I see. But along the way, you fight various different types of enemies that have all been hollowed, um, including but not limited to a giant tree, <gasps> um, like 30 different dudes. That's actually one of the Lords of Cinder is called the Abyss Watcher, Abyss, Abyss Watchers. And it's just this legion of of people that watch this abyss, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the point where I got stuck. Mm-hmm. So I never really made it past the, the Abyss Watchers. Um, so I haven't completed Dark Souls 3, but my brother has completed it like 20 times or something crazy. He loves the games. Um, so I sort of used him as my reference for a lot of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is to get five Lords of Cinder back to the original fire to allow it to burn brightly again and then can you can then connect the rest of the fires and slow the hollowing but the problem is is that all of the lords of cinder um not including lothric who's the guy that allowed it to all spread out um are hollowed now at least my interpretation of it i'm not sure if this is canon or if this is explicitly said but all of the Past Lords of Cinder are hollowed and they're sort of crazy now. So they don't really want to assist you in returning the fire. So you have to kill them and then grab like an essential piece of them and then bring that piece back to the original fire. Mm -hmm. What makes this game a fantasy? There you go. Right. (laughs) I had to explain that plot because I wanted to get into like this idea of lore. Okay. So the game doesn't really base itself off of any previous mythology. It is set in a medieval style world. So there's these castles and um, you can be in knights yeah. and, and then there's there's horses and, and stuff like that. Yes, so, horses are very medieval. Definitely yes, don't have so those today. Don't, none. Yeah, it's really sad. I'd, I'd, they all I'd, died out. I'd love to see a horse. It'd, it'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering where we live. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> I saw. I actually so, did see a horse at a gas station the other day. Um, at a gas? What was he getting a fill? Up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody gassing up their horse. <laughs> there was... Oh, old Bessie died on the road. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, it was just a guy on a horse, and like he was just walking on by, just through the gas station, and I was getting <laughs> gas in my car, and so it was just, it was interesting. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that there's no actual horses left. They're all just mechanical and they have to guess there you go. At stations. Yes. Yes. See, yep. yep. Horses <laughs> died out a long time ago. All the horses you see today, they're just they're, they're robots. They're it's just machines. They're sent by the government to spy on you. Exactly. Just like the birds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway. the lore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the lore. So they they created their own self-contained lore. That sort of fits this medieval style. When it comes to medieval, I feel like there's a bunch of types of enemies that you see a lot, like skeletons or 
I mean, knights and um, <laughs> d- uh, horses. Horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, like the the typical like goblins and, and there you um, wolves and Got any giants, uh, orcs and giants. There's giants. One of the lords of cinders, Yorm the giant. There you go. Dragons. Um. Yes, there are dragons. dragons. I mean, they're all they're all dead in this game. No. Um, Why do the dragons always have to be dead? I want a movie where the dragons aren't dead. Make one. Okay. You you shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here. Listen here, wise guy. Hey, listen here. (laughs) Me and my mechanical horse have a thing or two to say about that. Um, I mean, there's not any, any in this game. You do see the corpses of some dragons in one of the initial places that you go. Um, but you know what? There is one dragon that I think I saw alive. <gasps> um, there's always the one. There's always got to be the 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 last dragon. Yeah, the last dragon. The, the, the final dragon stands that way from the crowd. <laughs> do you think there's? Do you think there's one final horse out there? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Galloping and hiding. Yep. Waiting for his chance to get revenge on the human race. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all this self-contained lore that they've created. So they've been able to build their own their own mythos and their own uh, mythology, which is is something that's very unique to I think the fantasy world. It's because when it comes to sci-fi, it's like you're creating stuff that is based on things that we have um, or we think could be out there, you know? But when it comes to this mythology and this sorcery and this, this magic side from it, um, there's such, I think, a, a broader scope for you to be able to, to, to grab from um, than sci-fi, at least in my opinion. Interesting, because, I mean, now that you say it like that, I mean... Sci-fi, like we were saying earlier, seems to reach towards like the future and what technology like could possibly be, while fantasy is like a blast from the past. And so, I mean, if you're taking anything, if you're taking from anything that's like not the present, I mean, you can fantasize about what the future may hold and you can rewrite the past. I mean, there's there's an in- infinite possibilities for either way, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I like about fantasy. I just I like the the idea of using old technology to create things that are interesting. Um, yeah, which that's is true. which is why I sort of lean towards like steampunk style in some of my works. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that style. It's one of my favorites. Um, and I think that even that could be considered fantasy, or or at least like in the realm of fantasy. Um, yeah. I think it bridges fantasy and science fiction it does. in a way that yeah, that, I think it does. That is that is interesting. Um, that creates its own sort of niche genre. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about fantasy. Fantasy. Um, <laughs> so eventually, you get up to the the top of this crazy tower and, and this castle, and you find Lothric himself, and he actively attempts to stop you from collecting. Um, all the souls of the dudes, Lords of Simber. It's Lords of Cinder. The Lords dudes. Of, Lords of, yeah. Dudes, the, the, uh, uh, the big dudes. Uh, there's a, uh, um, 
Siri! Um, <laughs> Siri! Help! Help! <laughs> I can't, I can't think! There's <laughs> too many mechanical horses running around in my brain. <laughs> uh, and he tries to stop you, and you have to defeat him, and then, you know, oh, wow, the, the fire is back to normal, and the, the curse of hollowing is slowed again. So, um, and then this story sort of can includes itself with you giving i mean there's multiple endings but the i think the, the canon one is you giving your life to um and not end but slow the hollowing once again and then the cycle repeats another lord of simber has to eventually rise connect the flames once they begin to die out and then fall and that's this perpetual cycle that keeps this world going interesting um and I don't know. It just it's, it's always been an interesting thought because this is the first time that I've really delved into the story because I played uh, my first sort of eye opener to it was the the second one. I got Dark Souls 2 a long time ago and I played through it and I loved it. Um, it was amazing. It's it's considered like the worst out of the three, which I get. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I mean, yeah, well, the first one is the first one, right? This is the first game. You can't hate the first game because this is what started it. And then the third one is really amazing. It like it's, I mean, it's the most recent installment. It's got to be better, bigger, and better than everything else. And then you just have the second one in the middle. It's the middle like, child. Yeah. It's the forgotten middle child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah, I just and the games have always really resonated with me because of that fantasy style and because it's so unique. Mm-hmm. There's there's no other game that has a story quite like dark souls or something that 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 resonates so interestingly within its players mm-hmm. so to to make a like fantasy video game i mean you talked a lot about like the lore and like the the story aspect of it do you think that's like a, a really big part in making a fantasy style game or is it more about like the environment that you set it in is it more about like the, the color palette, the the choice in characters, the music? What what makes a, a fantasy game, and what are like the most prominent aspects of it? Uh, I would say that the the world and the setting I think take the the most of the cake because within that is trapped lore and you know the fact that it has to be medieval, mm-hmm. um, and then what kinds of races you put around. Um, there's, uh, for example, another fantasy game. Dragon Age Inquisition um, is set in a world where you, as the main character, are starting up this Inquisition to sort of take over. That's not the main story, but along the way, you you set up encampments and take over these areas um, to increase your influence so that you can um, eventually stop the big bad altogether. and in that world, like there's lots of wars going on. There's lots of racial tensions because of the different um, types of beings in the world, you know, like dwarves, elves and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and so it's it's that ability to tell, um, I think, relevant current stories in an aspect that we don't see as often is something that's big about it, like or so, in, an, in an aspect that is that is fantasized mm-hmm. for lack of a better word uh-huh. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i think a big part of it is 
going to be the lore and the ability to create a, a believable world and a believable mythos. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely think that the world takes precedent over, like, what exactly classifies um, a fantasy um, piece of media is definitely the the I think the type of world like you're saying the medieval but also like the scope of it is is very large and it's like these mm-hmm. these wide open not not even necessarily open but just these wide spaces and these vast uh, landscapes and things like that. Yeah, I think yeah, landscapes is is an interesting thing because it is a world untouched by industrialism. Yeah, and so you have lots of of, of nature places, lots of places that like are built out of stone, and 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 that aesthetic is very prominent. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that necessarily is the most prominent thing. I think what what really matters is that you create a world that is believable, that has a that has a history that is believable. Because when you're creating fantasy. You can't use the the history of the human race. You have to use the history of of all these different races, whatever races you you decide to include, and um, how they act around one another, what their histories mean to them, mm-hmm. and it's it has to be believable at its core. And so, as if you as the creator go into that mindset of like I'm making a fantasy thing, um, make sure that like each bit is fleshed out well enough for what it is, you know? Yeah. There has to be some form of culture um, that is believable in these characters that's not, like, human culture. Yeah. There, there are things that are different. They, the elves can't act like the humans. The humans can't act like the dwarves, mm-hmm. and the dwarves can't act like the orcs or the goblins. So it's it's just making sure that each piece of your world is, while rooted in this fantasy mythos, still believable to the human mind. Yeah, and I was going to say, I don't necessarily, I guess you can use the word believable, but make sure that the story and the characters are very well-rounded. I mean, like we keep saying, it's it's very based in the lore um, aspect of it, and so you really want to make sure that you have that history down. But not necessarily, I mean, believable in the sense of, like, this could be a society, this could be the way that the world once was, but fantasy is meant to be a place of escapism. It's not supposed to, like, replicate our world exactly. It's meant to be a place where you could escape our real world. But it still has yeah. its roots based in, I guess, you're right, in the, the believability of the way that um, creatures, uh, humanoid figures would interact with one another. Which is interesting that you bring up, like, the like fights and wars between uh, different races or different like species, considering like as a as humans we don't have different species, but we have different colors of skin. We have different races, and we fight one another. When I don't know, it's just there's not even another species that we're fighting against. We're literally fighting against like our own like selves. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched um, a lot of Rick and Morty recently. They have this joke where they go to a snake world and then the snakes are having a war and then Rick goes, can you believe that? Snakes fighting other snakes? Hey, you snake, you are, you're a different color than me. Let's kill each other. <laughs> and oh when you put God. it in that sort of, when you put it in that sort of light, like it just seems Doesn't extremely petty. Doesn't it seem petty. so ridiculous? It's, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's more believable to me that different 
creatures would yeah, different be at war species. with each other. Yeah, I mean, because we, we see that in our, our lives. We see, like, uh, lions fighting uh, antelopes. I don't know. We see different species killing one another for survival. Um, we don't really... Uh, I mean, we do kill animals for our survival, but we kill each other, not for necessarily survival, but for dominance over one another. Anyway, we're not a political podcast. Okay, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on um, with that topic. <laughs> yeah, a perfect segue to whatever you're talking but about. fantasy is an escapism from the harsh <laughs> realities of our world. Instead of watching us fight, let's watch other creatures fight each other. <laughs> I'm going to watch an elf shoot an arrow into the face of a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess it's kind of a segue into what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about <laughs> The Hobbit. Um, woo. Woo, have you seen The Hobbit? I, I, yes. I think you have, yeah. Have you seen Lord yeah. of the Rings? I have seen Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. I have not read Lord of the Rings, but I did read The Hobbit as a kid. Okay. I have never read... I've, I read The Hobbit when I was like in sixth grade. I remember the first chapter of it. And that's about it. And I've never read Lord of the Rings and I've never seen any of the movies until today. Um, I watched the first uh, Hobbit movie. And mm, I'm so... Con- it's the best one, in my opinion. Okay, but I'm so... And there's this whole big debate around whether who's better, the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. But I... They're in the same world. Like, aren't they like... They're prequels or they're like sequels of one yeah. another? So the Lord of the Rings came first. It was originally written by... J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. Um, and he wrote this, I believe, trilogy of books um, about the this powerful ring, one ring created, because um, there used to be like seven rings or something. And I, I'm not super knowledgeable. People are going to come after me I for this. I actually think you're wrong. Well. I think The Hobbit came first. Hey, Siri, when did the book series The Lord of the Rings come out? The Lord of the Rings was published in 1954. Wow, did Lord not hear Rings. any of that. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings was published in 1954. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Hey. <laughs> when, when was the book The Hobbit published? Here's what I found from wikipedia.org. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> the Hobbit came first, right? Yeah, it came out in 1937. Yeah, okay. With The Lord of the Rings. Which makes sense, because The Hobbit comes first, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. then Lord it of the does. Rings. It does. It comes yeah. first. Yeah, The Hobbit comes first. But I always thought it was written the other way around. Okay, but here's the okay, thing. So I think the movies happened backwards. I think The Lord of the Rings came out before The Hobbit came out. Yes. Okay. Were you going to say yeah, anything more? Yeah, so... Okay. <laughs> no, I was just, just double-checking to make sure that Siri was right. Um, the Hobbit... You don't there trust back again. Siri? Listen, I don't trust her to an extent, especially when it comes to multiple pieces of information that I'm asking her at the same time. Wow. Then I get worried. Um, so I'm sorry, Siri. The Hobbit, <laughs> the Hobbit or There and Back Again came out in September of 1937, and then the original Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, first debuted, the first book, was written in 1954. Cool. Anyways, we're here to talk about the movies. Um, yeah, the movies. So if you haven't like uh, me, haven't ever heard of... I've heard of The Hobbit. I just never knew exactly what happened. It follows this um, 
this hobbit, uh, funny enough, um, (laughs) Bilbo Baggins, who is living like his normal everyday life and is met by the wizard Gandalf and asked to come on an adventure to help the dwarvish people uh, take back their home of Mm -hmm. Arendor? Oh, I don't remember. I believe. (laughs) I have no idea. I think that's what the name of the mountain was. Hey, Siri! (laughs) Um, They want to reclaim the Lonely Mountain. That is... Yeah, it's called the Lonely Mountain, and then it has, like, an actual name of, like... Like, Yeah, there's, like, a town underneath it. Yeah. Anyways, um, and that's the, the main plot line of the... The, the movie. The first movie follows like the very beginning of their adventure and where it leaves off is them like halfway to the mountain and the other two movies in the trilogy, I am assuming, will finish off that uh, storyline. Or you never know. I mean, apparently, according to Taylor, some movies, they just completely throw out the first movie storyline and go to another one. So All I'm going to say is The Last Jedi. That's it. Continue. That's all you're going to say? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big man, big talk. Wow, okay. <laughs> mm. Um, but just kind of like piggybacking off of what Taylor was saying, it's what de- defines it as a fantasy is obviously I think the world that it takes place in, it's very much this um I guess medieval time. And the best way to describe it is like fantasy. It it takes place in this where you have like castles and knights and kings and queens and um, all of these different mythological creatures, like there's dragons and goblins and orcs and dwarves, hobbits and wizards and everything. Um, I think that's, in my opinion, I mean, I think that's what mostly defines like a a fantasy movie. I'm echoing back in my headphones. That's fun. You might be hearing yourself through my headset. Okay, cool. I didn't notice that earlier, but it's fine. I like listening to myself talk. <laughs> it's cool. I can turn myself down so you don't hear it as much. It's okay. Um, so, Aaron Dor. That's what E R E D O B O R. Aaron Bohr. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I my laptop just loaded again. I am under like three blankets so that I don't get any internet down here. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's they and they they fight. It's all of the races fighting each other. The Orcs going after the dwarves and the elves. Oh, there's elves! I forgot to say there's elves. And there's, <laughs> they're fighting, or they're not fighting, they're purposefully staying out of all of the <sighs> fights because <sighs> they're all Mr. Hyde. The word. <laughs> I got the word from the beginning of the podcast. We were like, it's not what? It's not ideal. Fuck. Oh my that was God. The word I was looking That's for. the word. It's not ideal. How did you find it? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking that I was like, oh, I wonder what that word was. Oh, <laughs> so you were it. listening to me. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, I was, you know, I was listening. I, I'll, I'll say, um, I'll repeat what you just said. Uh-huh. Elves. They were elves. Great. Yep. There were elves. <laughs> but they were being Mr. High and Mighty. Hey, get off of my roof. <laughs> um, that's a quote from Hercules. My... Um, the real ones will get that anyways. Where was I going? Okay, so I don't want to just keep repeating the same stuff. Another aspect that I thought really made the movie a good fantasy movie was the wide open landscapes. Um, The movie was absolutely gorgeous and 
<clears throat> what I've heard from others is that Lord of the Rings is also like just incredible with its cinematography and landscape and set design and everything. And if Hobbit is any like any comparison, like it, the movies are absolutely gorgeous and they really bring you into those worlds. And again, I think fantasy uh, out of all of like the different types of genres is the most um, escapism is the one that gives us the most escapism there's i'm not saying that sentence right but you you guys get what i'm saying it yeah it's the (laughs) it's the the genre that is most escapey yeah that's yep (laughs) escapey you're welcome no need to thank me yeah um and i think the adding in those those wide open landscapes uh, the the length as well oh my goodness the length of the movie definitely draws you in it's a 3 hour movie and lord of the rings is a 4 hour movie the first one is mm-hmm. almost 4 hours yeah the the movies are super long which is totally fair because the books are just as long well that's except true for the hobbit and because the hobbit was not that long there's also again going back to lore there's so much lore and in the first like 20 minutes of the hobbit is literally just bilbo baggins um as his uh, older uh recounting w- what it was like what he was doing before he left on this adventure and the, all of the history with the dwarves and and what happened to their kingdom and it's it's just a, like a, basically a 20 minute monologue of just trying to explain all of this backstory and lore just so we can start on our three hour movie that will explain the whole and not even that there's two more movies that are probably three hours long to explain this whole adventure that unfolds um but besides the the landscapes and the immense amount of lore that you have to get through, I think the music is another big thing. And I can't speak for Dark Souls 3, but for this movie, I mean, the, the soundtrack is so epic and so uplifting and so incredible that it really brings you into this world and it makes you feel for these characters and you almost feel like you're fighting alongside of them. I don't know if that's just me <laughs> um, and the way that my mind works of wanting to literally jump into a movie and like be one of the characters. But I think fantasy does that so well, or The Hobbit at least did that so incredibly well. And every fight scene that they had th- when the music would swell, my heart was about to die. I, it was just mm-hmm. thumping to no extent. Yeah, I will say that Dark Souls 3, I think the whole Dark Souls series has great music, but Dark Souls 3 has amazing music. Like, the soundtrack is, it's one of those, like, you ever go online, you're like, I feel like thinking about a boss fight, and then yeah. you listen to, like, super epic orchestral music that's, mm-hmm. like, boss fight stuff. They have nailed the head. They have really, really found the perfect balance of, like, angry orchestral music (laughs) (laughs) and mad choirs to make every fight seem every boss fight at least there's not really music in the main areas except for the firelink shrine which is the place where you find the first fire um that but the the boss fights all have these themes that adjust just blow me away They're they're just and every boss i think has sort of a unique theme to a point um, and it's just like it really brings you into this moment of how epic and, and awesome you're being by beating this thing, except when you die. 
it 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 gives you a sense of like the the world that you're in and like the just the massive like impact that it's it's going to have or that it is having on on this uh fictional world and i was going to go off of something that you said but i just it just left my mind probably something to do with mechanical horses yeah definitely <laughs> um who directed the hobbit uh peter jackson jackson peter jackson Right? I did. I knew it. Yep, Peter. I, <laughs> I think that's his name. I know his first name's Peter, and his last name starts with a J. Here, look it up. Yes, it's Peter Jackson. Yes, I said that first. No, but I said it first. <laughs> I am proud of myself. Um, the music. Going going back to the music, I something that's interesting is. Just how, I mean, just uh, genres in general, how you can, like, see almost just, like, a, a screenshot from any movie, and you can almost, like, pinpoint exactly what genre it's from. And I feel like you can do that with music as well. And fantasy music has very, like, specific type. Uh, it's a very specific type of music. And I think what makes it that is, like, the specific use of, like, wind instruments and, like, flutes and little, like, chimes and stuff like that's very like fantasy it's very like and it feels old because those are the 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 types of instruments they would have had back then yeah but it's also very like alluring you know like you hear that like angels like play the harps or will play like the the flutes or whatever it's very like it's this nice kind of like draw you in like beautiful music and then when the fight scene happens fight scene happens all of the drums just don't 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 do <laughs> I think my favorite part about angels is that they either play the harp, they play the flute, or they play the fucking trumpet. <laughs> Those are the only so instruments like, they know how to play. So it's like it's like really pretty strings and a beautiful flute melody and then <laughs> when you get to heaven, God's like, okay, take your pick. Harp? Flute or trumpet, and there's like there's like thirty angels over on that side that just have trumpets, and there's like three harps. Oh, and nobody ever picks the trumpets <laughs> <laughs> or the or the flutes. Yeah, so they're just all sitting there, like bored out of their minds. Well, isn't it like on the day of reckoning? Isn't it supposed to be like trumpet sound as the sky splits? So you've got to have a lot of trumpeteers. It's very true. I don't know if that's, that's I don't know if that specifically is true, but if you want to make a big impact, you definitely need a lot of trumpets. Yeah. Yeah, a, a trumpet will will definitely mark your opening. Uh, a trump, uh, just one alone is enough. But one, like, yeah, do you really want to like uh, bring it home? It's you gotta use at least ten, at least. <laughs> <laughs> If it's, if it's less than 10, you're not doing it right. <laughs> like an ad set up on the street. It's like, I need 10 trumpeteers. <laughs> Please. Please, I'm begging. And then, and, then like, and then like you show up to the thing and it's like nine trumpeteers and a mechanical horse. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right, continue with what you say. Oh my gosh, I... <laughs> I don't know what m more I can say about 
it why it's fantasy. I mean, a big thing that we said at the beginning that ha- that makes it fantasy is the inclusion of magic, and there's definitely a wizard Gandalf. And isn't there another wizard from another like movie franchise that I like? I feel like I always get them confused. There's Gandalf, and then there's the other Merlin? one. Who? Merlin? Not Merlin. Who's the other? Oh, Dumbledore. Isn't that, is that the one? Yeah, yeah, Dumbledore. Don't they kind of yeah. like look the same? I don't know. Yeah, they kind of look the same. They're not played by the same person. A lot of people used to think that they were. Oh, but, okay. Um, they're not. I think Sir Ian McKellen plays Gandalf. If not, then I'm going to kill myself. Oh, God. Please don't. Not on the podcast. That won't be good for me. For uh, it's fine. I'll do news. it. I'll do it between episodes. No! <laughs> Then I have to do the next one alone. Well, if you guys, if you see the next episode. It is? Yes. Cool, you cut me off. I don't have to kill myself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is I I get to live another day. Cool, 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 cool. You know, you didn't have to make that deal. Like, that was was purely (laughs) on you. Like, that was just... (laughs) Nobody was going to force you to do that. That was on you. Anyway. You start crying. <laughs> but there's you magic. To some, there's magic. Do you want to move on to some recommendations? That's a good... Here's another thing. Okay, I'm not going to... Before We uh, are going to move on to recommendations. Uh, Sorry, so many things. We are going to move on to recommendations, but something that I wanted to add at the beginning of the podcast that I didn't, or the beginning of the episode that I didn't, was more in like what classifies fantasy so many things nowadays classify as fantasy and i i can't i can't handle it you know like all of the marvel movies technically classify as like fantasy and like all of no. the disney no. movies yes <laughs> no yes all of the disney movies like all of the like classic old like animated ones technically classify as fantasy movies those i get those I get yeah. more than I get superhero movies. Okay, well look up, look up, look up fantasy movies and see how many of um, of them are uh, Marvel. <laughs> I can say words. <laughs> I swear, there's. I mean, because think about it. It's about like supernatural like abilities, and don't all like superheroes have supernatural like abilities? Yes, Spider Man is on there. Venom, The Avengers. And don't all of them have Sonic like, the Hedgehog is a fantasy movie. Don't and don't all of them have like otherworldly creatures? Like not otherworldly, but like yeah. uh, like mythical, like yeah, otherworldly different species. Like aliens are technically different yeah. species. And yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog is different than a human being. So yes, it's a fantasy movie. <laughs> Ready Player One is not a fantasy movie. I want to tell Google off. Ready Player One is a sci-fi movie because it entails a video game system that does not exist yet. It is a sci-fi movie. Continue. That doesn't exist yet? Are you planning that one day it will exist? I'm sure it will. With the, uh, I'm, I'm positive that eventually we'll get fully immersive VR. I see. Is that what you're waiting for? I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the thing. It's either going to happen in the next 20 years or the next... 200 years or some shit like that. Okay, so you got no clue. Good good to know. Don't go to Taylor if you want to know what's happening in the next couple of years. (laughs) Unless you want wild approximations. Yeah, wild. Like, he's like, "Eh, it could happen next Tuesday or it could happen in five years. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Let me (laughs) go saddle up my mechanical horse. (laughs) (laughs) 
recommendations. <laughs> classic animated Disney movie. Uh, but I'm a sucker for Disney. <laughs> See, this is the <laughs> thing. I can't... I haven't seen that many, like, proper, like, fantasy movies. Like, the the ones that you're thinking about that are, like, that take place in medieval time with goblins and dragons and all of... Like, I've only seen The Hobbit is the only, like, fantasy... I, I've seen Game of Thrones. I mean, that has different... It does. It has, like, giants in it and dragons. And so... I would classify that as fantasy. I just want to listen to you continue to try to qualify Game of Thrones, which is clearly a fantasy show. Is it? Am I just being (laughs) dumb? (laughs) Cool. Sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah. Okay. I say Game of Thrones then. It's it's beautiful. Um, The story is phenomenal. The way, I mean, it was based, again, it was based off of books. Wait, are all, like, real fantasy movies based off of books first? I don't think all of them would be, but I would say that there are a majority, because I think fantasy tends to lend itself more towards the written word than it does movies. Yeah. Plus, Um, I mean, the written word has been around longer than movies have been around so and i think yeah, people the have been writing been around since back when medieval was exactly <laughs> and i think even in medieval times they were probably writing like fantasy stuff so i think fantasy has been around for a really long time mm-hmm. but i'll say game of thrones um okay, it, that's cool. what i was saying the stories they the way it was based off a book and the way that the like all the storylines First, it starts off with everybody together and living in this, like, nice world. And then, obviously, that falls apart because it's fantasy and it's a story and you need to have conflict. Um, But then all of the main characters get separated. And the way that just the the storytelling in Game of Thrones, how they weave all the characters, like, back together. And it's, it's incredible. I know it's a lot. And some of the episodes and subject matter is questionable. But if you like dragons... If you like <laughs> uh, magic, it's a good. It's a good one. I have to say that's a, that's a great one to go for. It's a good. It, I mean, again, the dragons. It's like the last of the dragons, <laughs> but <laughs> it has them. <laughs> but they're there. But they're there, and that's all that <laughs> yeah. matters. That's all that matters. That's it. That's all I need. Um, I will recommend Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls V. Skyrim. Interesting. It's been released okay. on. Every platform since its release, you could probably play it on your fridge now, because um, apparently fridges have screens. Did we talk uh, about that last episode? Yes. Okay, I, yeah, because like I remember I talked about that with somebody, and I was like, I don't know if that was Taylor. But yes, fridges have screens, and I can't believe you've never seen a fridge with a screen on it. I've never seen a fridge with a screen on it. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's what I wanted for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going for. <laughs> This is also a Last of the Dragons. See, story. why why are there no stories that just have dragons? That they're just dragons. <laughs> I mean, how to train your dragons? But wasn't that also like they killed all of the dragons and then they eventually found like, oh, we didn't kill them all. Like Yeah, that was the plot. Wasn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why oh man, we've killed all the dragons. No, we haven't. No, we didn't. Oh, no way. (laughs) No, we didn't. (laughs) Okay, but Skyrim, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's great. 
I mean, it's got all... I think this is the quintessential fantasy game. It is the closest Then why didn't you talk gotten. about that one? Because I wanted to talk about Dark Souls, and I forgot Skyrim existed until after I researched Dark Souls. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, so I, mean, I throw it in there. Um, it, the Last of the Dragons, um, The basically the ruler, the king of the dragons, this big bad dragon... Uh, comes back to, like, is sent to the future from the past. And you are what's called a dragonborn, which means you're part human, part dragon. They never really get into the specifics of that. Cool. Um, which I'm fine with. Uh, but, so that gives you the ability to speak in the, the dragon's tongue. And that's how dragons, like, use their powers, like their magic, right? is they speak in... Because the, the, the words of dragons have power mm-hmm. to them. And so in speaking fire, fire erupts from your mouth. And all sorts of crazy things like that. Interesting, okay. Um, so you have the ability to... Um, they're called thooms or shouts. Um, and you have the ability to shout these words and use them in combat. Uh, but it's it's really like there's no one story. I, every per- person that plays Skyrim can play it in a completely different way, have a completely different story. Um, it's just there's so much to do in this world. That's Bethesda so did a cool. great job. Like it's the closest I think people had gotten to creating creating a D and D game. Um, in D and D, we uh, didn't talk about D and D and the fact that that is didn't. like pure fantasy. <laughs> Oh my god, Sarah's um, gonna kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the closest that you can get to like playing a D&D game that isn't like, oh, it's D&D um, as a game, right? Mm-hmm. Until some more recent D&D games have come out, which actually involve more D&D style combat, mm-hmm. which I'm like, cool, but also like, eh. Yeah. Um, but to each their own. But yeah, I think that The Elder Scrolls V, um, it, it's easily one of the best games ever made. Um, it, solely from the fact that no matter what console it's been sold on, it's been sold an outrageous number of times. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. So thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey. Uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Also sounding weird because we're still going to be apart. So have fun with that. It'll be okay. It will. Yeah, it'll be fun. We promise. And we keep yeah, our promises. Yeah, just saddle up your mechanical horses. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your trumpets. Grab your, make, sure, make sure for the next episode, you guys, you gotta have your mechanical horses and your trumpets. If you don't, I'm sorry. It's not... Yeah, it's not gonna work it's out. It's not gonna We're work out. You're gonna have to... <laughs> 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 See you guys in the next one. Bye. Media for the Intellectually Impoverished is produced by Trey Taylor Smith and Miranda Randy Zapes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTII Podcast or email us at MFTII Podcast at gmail.com. That's MFT2I's Podcast. Thanks for listening.